All right, Memory Tracks, episode 12. Um, it's cool. Man, I just did like a radio voice there. It was really cheesy, and you did this little like <laughs> dance jingle. It was fun. Um, so we are kicking off episode 12, um, and I'm uh, really excited for this one, which I always say at the beginning of everyone, and it's true. I always am really excited about it. Um, but uh, I've got my friend Gabby here. Hey. Say hello. Yeah, perfect. Um, and really excited to have Gabby on because, well, one, she's brought me this awesome drink <laughs> that is a, a winter holiday classic from Puerto Rico. Yeah, exactly. Did I say that okay? You Accent? did. You yeah, said that perfectly. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what was it called again? Coquito, which what? means little coconut. And so describe what's in it. It is... This is the family recipe. I'm just going to put it on the air. It's one can (laughs) of evaporated milk. It's Mm -hmm. one can of sweet condensed milk. And then one can of cream of coconut. Um, Not coconut milk. Cream of coconut. It's the most disgusting thing out of the can, but it's like (laughs) what makes it so good. So close your eyes when you pour it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so gross when it comes out of the can. But then like a dash of cinnamon and then a dash of vanilla and white rum. Or whatever rum you like. I like white rum because it doesn't give it any kind of extra flavor mm-hmm. or anything. Um, I use like a quarter of a cup per like each, you know, rest like portion size. Um, the one that I have has two cups of rum though. So it's a little stronger than <laughs> normal. Well, it's delicious. I can confirm. And I'm definitely going to try and attempt to make this on my own. Yes, it's awesome. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. Um, so Gabby, uh, I met Gabby not that long ago, I guess, uh, we started working together in July and mm-hmm. still work together, uh, here in town in Austin. And, um, you know, I've gotten to know Gabby through work, of course. Um, and I mean, I can confirm she's an awesome coworker and, um, you know, a very cool person, um, that, you know, I wouldn't say that I know you a whole lot outside of work. Yeah. We hung out a couple of times for right. like, happy hours and things, but one of the things about doing these episodes and bringing on different guests is um, my own personal exploration of my relationships with people and friendships and yeah, absolutely. family and different things like that. And uh, I'm excited to have this conversation with you to get to know a different side of you out totally. of the context of, of work. And I'm sure, you know, we would have inevitably had the, and we've had some conversations about music and yeah. things like that. Um, uh, my guest a few episodes ago, Michelle, um, was kind of that similar situation of someone that I didn't know that well outside of work and was like, I know you really like music, so let's jump on and do this podcast. And it was really cool to get to know her better, and I feel like I'll have a similar experience with you. Um, and I'm really excited to do that. And then also, um, it's always fun to bring on different guests from the different worlds that you know people in, and hopefully um, that brings on you know potentially new people that would also feel the same way that we might work with today Absolutely. or your friends or my friends and whatnot. And you know, you're good people. I've, I've only Thank brought you. on good people. So well, you're good people too. This <laughs> um, is awesome. I'm super excited. Well, and a shout out to Michelle. That was probably my favorite episode. I think you guys would be really good friends. I think so. I bet we've been to shows <laughs> together and didn't know it. Too. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about the whole like Slack music channel and Gabby was, is definitely all over our uh, Slack music channel. At Always. The job, so. I hate when I go like a day without posting in there. Like I yeah, feel like I have to. It's kind of strange, to. huh? Yeah. You always have good contributions. It's a very diverse contributions. Thank you. I, I try. That. I try. Uh, it's really good. And, um, you know, I was... I think I had proposed you coming on um, before Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. with all the holidays and stuff. We were talking about when we were going to tape it. And originally, um, we were talking about January. Yeah. And I just kind of decided 
earlier this week, I guess, that was like, no, I want to do this because I want to go into the holidays with, with a bang. With a, Hell so yeah. no pressure, right? I like yeah. <laughs> well, I hope I chose, like, good bangers. Yeah, well, I know you were really thoughtful about what you chose, and um, the songs, like, they're, they're songs that I really only knew one of them, um, but I'm excited to hear all three, of course, and uh, I think everybody else will, will really enjoy that. I have to say, it was probably one of the hardest decisions to, and I know like every guest has <laughs> said this already, but I have to reiterate, like three songs is really hard. Yeah. And like at one point, I wanted to do all the songs in Spanish and just show kind of like that side of me, and I was like, maybe I'll just do all electronic because like that's everything, and then I have like the huge singer songwriter emo side of me that yep. is like the private one right uh-huh. then like nobody else <laughs> knows but that's super important to me yeah. so it was like so hard to just choose three and i still don't even know if i chose the right ones like i feel like i yeah. could strip them and do a completely new set but i think they're good that's good well if you've listened to some of the other ones which i know you have um everybody always find not everyone but a lot of people find ways to slip in references to the ones that they forgot or that they felt like they had to cut out. So you're more than welcome. There will be a few. (laughs) And if you ever want a Spanish only episode later on, I got, I got you covered and I'll do that. that. (laughs) I love that. Um, well, I guess with that, then, um, we can go ahead and jump right in. Yeah. We've got three awesome songs to cover. Let's Um, do it. So this first one that you picked, is the one that I will have the most trouble pronouncing, I think. I don't even know how uh, to pronounce it, I don't think. It's Icelandic, mm-hmm. um, which is th- one of the most difficult languages in the world, probably behind like Farsi, and I don't know what else, but I think yeah. only like 250,000 people actually speak this Isn't language. Isn't that so, so crazy? <laughs> so oh um, we'll see if I can get this somewhat right. I know I won't, but... Uh, and I don't know if they pronounce the J or not, so I'm just going to say Junius and Mevant. Mm-hmm. And uh, the song is called Neon Experience. So we're going to go ahead and uh, go with uh, the song. Here we go.
So like a very soulful voice. Oh my god, it's so good. I like I didn't even realize that he was Icelandic. Icelandic? Icelandic. Yeah. Icelandic mm-hmm. until or Icelandic. Icelandica. Like obviously by his name, but like just by hearing his voice, I could have never like I would have never guessed. Yeah, and no, I wouldn't have either. Like I remember reading I'm into the accents when you first sent it over and it's like, what is that? And then, yeah, you hear the voice. You don't expect that at all. Yeah, it's crazy. So then he's, you see his picture, and he's like, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, like <laughs> and he pale has, like, as shit long, because he's less like, than Iceland. ginger hair, and you're like, okay, well, like, that's like a wildling kind of thing going yeah, on. Yeah, so. yeah, he definitely looks like Nexter from Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. But it's super cool. I mean, and it, what's crazy about, like, this whole, like, Icelandic music movement that's, or not movement, but, like, so many artists that are coming from there, Yeah, they just sound so fucking good and you just forget that they're from this small country that speak this weird language that like English is not their first language right just makes me feel like I should be doing more yeah right I mean (laughs) to be fair they are taught English from early oh they are okay well that makes me feel so they know that no one else can speak their language so good well that makes me feel (laughs) way better and that I'm not missing out on like you know Icelandic rock that I should be doing in their country maybe yeah I think um, when I've been there before we've talked about it in another episode and um, it was funny like you'd go there and um, anytime you'd meet like an English person or American person who was living there yeah and I was like oh well, what brought you here and he's like oh you know I met an Icelandic girl and we no. got married and now I'm trying to learn Icelandic and they're all like don't try like, <laughs> you'll never win <laughs> you'll never pick it up 
It's it looks impossible. Like seeing even that his name is like Junius, but it has two accents. Like I don't even know which yeah. one is more I, pronounced than yeah, the other. It's crazy. But obviously, he's mastered his English vo- voice. He's a badass. <laughs> it's really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, uh, tell me about the song. How you heard it? And yeah. Why, why so this um, album actually came out in July, I think. Like it was over the summer, and it's one of those things where when I was choosing songs for the podcast like, I was thinking like I was getting really hung up on like the word memory and I was like okay like, I want to pick things mm-hmm. that like represent parts of my life and journeys that I've had and um really influenced me in different ways and it was it's on my like recent Spotify playlists and I listen to like the whole album at work all the time because it's just so easy to just listen through and through yeah um but I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to choose something that I just like really like. Yeah. And the whole tie in from the story, like from like a memory perspective is my dad actually is the one that sent me this song. And he is one of those guys that like is, has had a musical influence his whole life. Like mm-hmm. if he weren't a sailor, I think he would be in some sort of musical band or something. Yeah. He'd be doing something with music if he could. Um, but he like our, our weekly or even daily conversations, it's like, so like any new music, have you heard anything cool? Um, and every day, probably around like 11 AM, I get like two emails from him and he's like, oh, this band is so awesome. Check them out. Like they just got <laughs> That's on awesome. every and, day. Like, new bands, obviously. New yeah. bands or even old bands that like have like new stuff or just like even really old bands that he's just like, he's, you know, reliving for some reason. Right. Like the other day he sent me, um. I think it was um, Gustavo Cerati, who's the um, lead vocalist of Sola Stereo, which is this big band in Argentina. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and he recently passed away, and he was like, oh, my God, like, I'm just feeling it right now. And just, Aww. like, just email me this playlist. And I was like, yeah, no, I feel you. Like, he's, you know, just, like, trying to sympathize with <laughs> him so because, sweet. you know. <laughs> but um, so, like, my dad, when I was younger... He, we lived in Massachusetts and he actually was like a radio host DJ, had a Spanish, really? yeah, he had a Spanish, um, like a Spanish rock show that was called Tumbando Fronteras, which means like, actually I really don't know what that means now, <laughs> now that I'm thinking it on the spot. I'm going to have to come back to what yeah. it means. Um, but it's, uh, it's like putting down barriers is essentially like what it translates to. And he would, it was like really late at night, just like once a week, I think on Sundays. And he had this like really good radio voice and be like, tumbando fronteras con Emilio Torres. (laughs) And so still like he had like packs and packs of CDs. So like all of my musical, just like influence and how I loved it so much is like hundred percent for me. Totally tied back to that. Oh my God, like crazy. And growing up, like we had this it was legit like a closet yeah or not a closet sorry like a room like his office was wall to wall to wall with records and cds and cassettes and just books of stuff that when we moved back to puerto rico we had this like spare bathroom that the tub was full of records and cds and stuff because they couldn't fit nowhere else to go (laughs) they had nowhere else to put them (laughs) so i don't even know where they are right now but like i would play on that every day and this is one of those songs that he emailed me over the summer and he was like oh i just discovered this like he was listening to another like icelandic band Mm -hmm. and it's 
took him on this path and he found this guy and he was like, this is going to, you're like, I'm, you're totally going to dig this, like give it a listen. And I have to be honest, sometimes I don't listen to everything he sends me because, yeah, you know, it's a lot. Yeah. he's my dad and I'm like, <laughs> okay, like fine. But this one, for some reason, like it just caught my attention and I played it and it's just such a good feel song. Like just listening to it. Yeah. I just want to stand up and just like dance and just hang out and right. It's very Cook like and smooth and yeah, and it's just chill, and you just feel like oh my god, this like makes me feel happy. So every like every time I feel like I'm having like a slower day at work, I put his record on, and it just puts me in the like I'm bounce back. So That's I awesome. always tell my dad like you nailed it with that with those Icelandic yeah. dudes, and now he's like on a kick. Like he so found he's picking up all the other Icelandic. Like, he sent me a playlist the other day, and yesterday he brought it up again, and he was like did you listen to the Icelandic like indie rock band? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, they're awesome. He's like, holy shit, those motherfuckers know how to do it. I'm <laughs> they like, they really do. It's crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, they're so good. They're so good. I'll have uh, to send you a link when I went to the music festival out there in 2013, I think. I came back and wrote like my top artist or yeah. reviewed for some website and uh, had like a playlist together. So you have oh my to send God. it to him, see if he you like sending it. would totally dig that. Music. What's the music festival called over there? Uh, Iceland Airwaves is the big one. Okay. Yeah. No, they got a couple others. I think All Tomorrow's Party now is doing like a summer festival there too or something. Oh my God, I bet it's And so then cool. they got like a solstice festival of some sort. But they're so did like, you go over the know, summer? No, so Airwaves is always over the winter. Um, it's usually like starts on the first day of winter, like November 1st or yeah. 2nd or so for them. Um, and I think Iceland Air, which is their mm-hmm. national airline, um, or international airline, they like helped found the festival with the crazy. Awesome. I mean, so uh, it wasn't their idea, but they became the big sponsor. Yeah. But I think it was basically like, you know, a lot of Iceland is tourism industry and yeah. it was like, Hey, in the winter people don't want to come cause it's too cold. So let's create an event that can draw people in. I think it just started originally in like an airport hangar and was like mostly uh-uh. electronic music and stuff. That's awesome. Um, and then it expanded a lot. And, you know, now I think they it's like 200 bands, 50 venues, like every type of genre imaginable. About 75% wow. of the bands are Icelandic. And then the rest are European or American or Canadian or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's... Highly, actually, I think I'm going to go back uh, for the second time in in the fall. So really, oh, uh, that's going to be fun. So, and the yeah, flights are like good. actually really yeah, they're actually pretty cheap considering like what a bizarre foreign place it actually totally. is when you get there and you're like, I've never been anywhere like this. And I'm super excited. That's like definitely on my yeah, bucket you should, list. You should try if to I can tie in a there. music festival with. Mm-hmm. It's seen like you know, too, kill yeah. two birds with one stone. It's amazing how much travel like is tied to seeing something musical oh like this the excuse of like well i gotta go see that show so exactly <laughs> and like it's always you know like i'm planning trips with my husband and stuff mm-hmm. and i'm like well you know but can we go to barcelona instead because primavera fest yes. is in may <laughs> if you think about doing that i have a friend who i can put you in touch with who went to primavera a couple years ago i'm like that's i think that's like number one yeah. on like my international festival yeah, bucket well, list just because tips. it's like in spain and it's always a super eclectic lineup like totally. it's you know, I love electronic music. I love, you know, all the indie pop bands or whatever, but like I can't go to, I mean, I can, but I don't like going to like single genre festivals because I just get burned out and I'm there to discover new music most of the time more than anything. Um, I hate being like kind of trapped into this. Okay. You see dubstep, you see deep house, you see, and it's like, okay, that's great. Like there's a time and a place, but I need to 
chill and yeah. listen to some, I don't know, Ben Folds 5 or something. <laughs> <laughs> you balance it out. Now, for your dad, did he... Um, was live music a big piece of this too? Oh, or, yeah. Yeah, so he... He was one of those guys that, like, followed the Grateful Dead... No Like, way. around the country yes. somewhere, you know? <laughs> like, he... <laughs> He should be drinking some of that and sitting down and he could tell you oh, hours stories. and hours and hours of stories. That's it's, awesome. it's, yeah, he, yeah, he, um, actually, and I was going to bring this up with the third song, but they all, I mean, it all ties oh, back guys, to yeah. him. But, um, so my uncle is also, he's a reggae and ska artist in Puerto Rico and like has oh, like well. a full band, yeah. band and, you know, he's been touring and. Um, has had records out since like 95 or something, right? Wow. Um, so we always grew up going to his shows and uh-huh. just, he ma- I think my dad managed him and his band for a while too. So yeah, live music is always a like, piece of it. Yeah. oh my God, like he's bummed that now he doesn't do it as often as he wants to, but yeah. it's definitely always like he lives vicariously through me. And well, then since he probably will hopefully ultimately listen to this. Yes, he will. This should be the moment where as he's listening, he decides that he's going to take you to Iceland Airwaves and you guys are going to get to experience. We talked about going to together. Iceland, so I'm going to tie in the festival totally. <laughs> to like a family trip and maybe... You can maybe leave my mom and I'll just go with him instead. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you all the tips. That you For need sure. To that's yeah. definitely on our to-do list. <laughs> I think Very like cool. the first... Is Sigur Ross Icelandic? Yes, they are. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's like the... That was like kind of my gateway yeah. to... Yeah. To like this kind of scene. And I, I don't... I hate calling it a scene, but like it just feels like they're all like this kind of group. Right. Um, so Sigur Ross was like my kind of gateway to it. And I was obsessed with... I mean, I still am. I yeah. love them. And yeah. I love Yancey and... All that they do, but this, like, I hate that I can't pronounce his name. Mavant is a lot more um, in my wheelhouse in terms of just, like, much soulful and right. funk and just, Something like, you can always reliably listen exactly. to regardless of Exactly. Well, sometimes yeah. is just... You like, gotta be in the mood for that sometimes, but yeah. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I like that. Ben. I, Doug had a Sigur Ross song, and so we've Iceland's come up before. Um, and yeah, I mean, musically, it's definitely a place of music and memories. For yeah, sure. totally. So, <laughs> um, should we get to the next one? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so this one I definitely knew, but I didn't know the remix version. So uh, the song is going to be called Psychic City by the band Yacht. And um, this version is the classics remix. Yeah. Is that three X's or two X's at the end? I might have done three, but I think it's only two. I can't remember, yeah. I, think I, it's I only know, two. I'm familiar. It's more than one. It's definitely more than one yeah. X. Okay, yeah, it's, it's more than one. So here we go Psychic City. I never knew what would happen in a day 
I might be looking out the window And a friend might say Come on over, over That song is so fun. It's so good. <laughs> the remix is different. Like I, I like what they did with it. They breathed a different okay. life into it. I have to admit that yeah. I never heard the original until really? today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I actually listened to the original. Yeah. I knew it was a remix, obviously, right, and right. I heard Yacht's songs before. Yeah. But I never listened to this. Like I, yeah, since I heard this version it, yeah. first, I was like, I just don't want to ruin it for myself. <laughs> like this is the one I really like. But right. yeah, so today I listened to the original and it's... It's just as good. I like yeah, this one better. It's different. Personally, yeah, I mean, it's but different. yeah, it's fair. different. <laughs> for sure. Um, this is like my party song. Yeah. It's one of those things that like it's not even that like I mean, I love electronic music and I love going to shows like that, but 
something about this one where it's just like a little more low temp than mm-hmm. the normal dubstep bass that I listened to. Um, it was like our Coachella, like the theme song, the theme song. <laughs> yes. For like, I think it was like Coachella 2012 and 2013 and bon- like that whole year and a half was like festival after festival. Like yeah. this was like, okay, we're here. Let's start. And it's yeah. like the classic stream. It's kicks it all always off. <laughs> kick it off and then always like bring it back to the end. It's like, okay, it's, it's over. Let's, um, let's play some classics to like, <laughs> keep us in the zone so we don't have to end this trip yet right kind of right. thing it is that perfect like party vibe to it where it's enough to where you can get up and dance and feel good but you can also kind of lay back and exactly and like I, I imagine like being like in the sun and just like by a pool under a palm tree or something yeah i feel like i'm gonna be like in the indio desert is like yeah. really what i'm like picturing myself in right, right now totally because that's where that's where you tied it back to yeah always said. always tie it back to Coachella and like what year was that you said 2012 um, I think it I think we heard it 2012 a lot but mm-hmm. then we really heard it 2013 because classics played gotcha. at 2013 yeah. and they brought Yacht to play the song oh, cool. so we got to see it live yeah. so like I always tie it back to that too uh, which was super cool like it yeah. was one of those things where and I think Yacht they're French I'm pretty sure um, mm, I'm not sure. Maybe. I I don't know. I might be. I know. That, I might be confusing them. I think that's they recorded this song and album in Marfa. They did. And they like were they're they're still very obsessed with Marfa. But oh, they, that's they so cool. They're into some like weird freaky shit. It's cool. Yeah. I know that's maybe that's it. I don't <laughs> yeah. know why I associate the French they might with be something French, weird, I but I know it's something like it's they sounded like a little bit weird and had a different accent and Mm -hmm. stuff, but they were just like jamming with classics on stage and stuff. But we were super close. So it was just like, I always tie it back to music festivals and just like summers and just like hanging out. And it's one of those songs that like when I first started dating John, my Mm -hmm. husband, he, he was like, this is a really strange song just because of when he's, you know, he's a, Pearl Jam, R.E.M., yeah. like 90s alternative <laughs> rock kind of guy. And he has great taste in music, but it's very different to mine. And I'm like, no, it's good. So, but now he has it on his Spotify. So when it comes up, he like, okay, like, this, is, this is a good one. And he just always, he always puts it on because he knows yeah. it's good. Well, it's a very, like, listening to the words, it's like a very, it's like the surrealistic yeah. picture. You totally just like... In your kitchen baking a cake and yeah. it starts talking to you. <laughs> exactly. It's like, did they write this like on an acid trip or did they yeah, do this? I think like, they did. <laughs> I mean, there has to be, right? Like there's no... It's great. It's awesome. It's like one of my favorite and it's always... And I... Same, like I was in between this... Like I picked this one first, like way back in November when we talked about mm-hmm. it. And then I changed to a different one that was more like my style and when it, in terms of electronic music in general right. it's like what i identified with right. i was gonna pick a um a song by this dj opio he's from okay. new zealand ah uh, here's your cheat he's my cheat see <laughs> i brought it in i was put, screamed it in there a little um also it was but it's also like my festival like right. anthem it's right similar, like it was both tie, yeah. it was a similar exactly it was like my similar tie but it's way more um like funk electronic more like grizz and big gigantic and stuff yeah. like that uh, and the song is called Robo Booty. <laughs> yes. And just that. for that title alone, like that has to yeah. give it some credit, yeah. right? So it's I'll have to it, listen to that one. Yeah. It is that's a banger for yeah. the new year. Definitely. 
Um, that's like an every New Year party kind of thing. Yeah. But this one is just always takes me back more than than the Opio song. Like the Opio song is awesome and I love him, but this is more of like me going to festivals with like my best friend and my friends from Australia and like they're the ones that introduced me to like classics and um my friend Sophie, she is a gypsy by all means and mm-hmm. like in the best way possible. She is right now living in Canada and like has loved like lived in the states for a year but has like is always coming back to go to festivals and just travels the world and oh, is cool. yeah. she's a like the coolest chick I've ever yeah, met. Yeah, sounds like and it. it's always like yeah, she always comes and always has like the best music to play and we were at Coachella and she had an iPod and I don't know if this was like a, an always year thing, but we were we camped like both times, and there were these little um, I'm gonna call them buggies. They weren't really buggies. They were golf carts that mm-hmm. had jellyfish over them, and they had big speakers. And I think they were like the taxis or something. Yeah. But she, for some reason, someone let her take over one oh of them, gosh. and she was the one playing the music, and she created this huge like draw of people like everyone just like, just, like it was <laughs> because awesome at like 2 a.m everyone <laughs> was just around her buggy and she's just like on the top just like jamming out and dancing and she's like okay what do i play next How does this happen? <laughs> <laughs> all of us like all of her friends were like what the hell is going on and she's just like on the top just like jamming out with the dude and everyone yeah. would switch out and but she had the like in then people started switching up podcast uh, like uh, iPods and stuff. She was there for a solid two hours, That's like amazing. crushed it. The best DJ I've, and we were, we call her DJ Triple Threat. And this is <laughs> that's like, a good name. She, she yeah, she that. was. I think that's what she's gonna run with. That's her new calling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, DJ Triple Threat is the one that introduced me to classics and all of the like good electronic music that's that I awesome. like now. Yeah. It's funny that you picked this song because like I had this is a song that I don't think about it a whole. Uh, very regularly but occasionally it will inevitably pop up and again i'm used to the original not the remix Mm -hmm. um but i have like a very specific memory it might even be like a little facebook nine second video clip that that captured it but there was like it was right around when south by southwest was like the giant doritos vending machine stage Mm -hmm. had not existed yet Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like jumped the shark year for south by it was the year just prior to when people were spending crazy money on stupid free parties. And one of the best parties that I ever remember was at the Mexican American culture center, um, kind of back behind rainy. And they had set up a whole like carnival. Uh, and I forget what they called it, but, um, they had, you know, a stage set up out on the big courtyard there and yacht was playing. And at that time, like this song was, I think it had come out like a month before. And, um, I just remember being obsessed with it. It was like so catchy and he just heard it all the time and Yacht was like so fun and that was their big breakout. Um, and when we knew that they were going to play the song and they had this carnival ride that was this like circular spinning thing where you sit down and you like face inwards in this yeah, big disc yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it rises up and it spins faster and it makes y'all dizzy and yeah. shit. And I remember I was there with uh, my friend John um, and Adam, I think, and... We were like, dude, 
we know they're going to close with Suffolk City. <laughs> so whenever, and we were drunk, you know, we were like, so whenever we feel like it's, the show's about to end, we got to go jump on yeah. the ride. <laughs> because if we can listen to Psychic City while we're spinning in the air, like, it's just going to be epic. And sure enough, like, Did it happen? we got on, and there's a bit, and you can hear the song yes! playing in the background, and you can even see, like, the, in the That's stage, awesome. and we're like, yeah. <laughs> It was yeah, so like, oh, cool. Psychic City's making me so dizzy, but it's yeah. so good. So I always think of that like little moment. Um, and of course now, like Adam lives in New York, John lives in Los Angeles, so not people I see regularly. Totally. So it's like nice. That was always fun. And your friend obviously travels exactly. All over. And yeah, it's that. It's one of those songs that just like always brings a smile to your face and connects you with like yeah. other people, like oh, no that. matter what, because it's so fresh and so cool and yeah. so catchy and yeah, it's good. It's just weird. really well done. And I, I definitely, I does, so does classics do a lot of remixes. Like they do. That? Like, and I, um, they do. I think this is probably their biggest one. Um, the other one that I like a lot is the preachers okay. remix. Is Is this how you feel? And I think that, <sighs> I think the preachers, I think they're from Australia, but they, you know, they're like an indie rock band mm-hmm. and the original is awesome. It's actually like one of my favorites, but the remix is also this like, like funky disco-y kind of groove to it. And it's, it's also just super catchy. I, I think they do a great job when they do remixes, but their original stuff is also, I don't know. They're like one of those do it like electronic duos that do like the traditional EDM stuff, but yeah. they also have a really original sound and kind of don't you kind of know their songs when they come on. Yeah. And like, yeah. they don't, they don't fall into the like house BS, right? Like mm-hmm. they like, it's like, no, I just want this cause it sounds freaking cool. Right. And that's kind of what they, I, I, at least it's what it seems. Yeah. It's not like cool. the conversation I've had like with that. them, but they're awesome. <laughs> you never know. Could happen. It could. It's could true. Happen. Um, well, should we move on to the next one? Yes. Our last one. Last one. Um, I'm going to let you announce the name and okay. song title for it because I don't want to butcher another name. <laughs> I, no, no. This one's, and this one's um, in Spanish, so it's okay. So the song title is A A Ono, and it is by Hector Lavo and Willy Colón. That was great. Thank See, you. I'm glad I asked you to do that. <laughs> All right, here we go. Y me hace 
I like how we started a song with congas and we end with a song with congas. Yeah. <laughs> Big fan of congas. <laughs> congas are good. They're like definitely they're, a staple so in back home. So yeah. Um, this I had to include a Spanish song and it was I think the hardest one to choose because there's so many good salsa songs and reggae songs and Spanish rock songs mm-hmm. that like are still super just like such a huge part of my life that it was like, Oh man, I, but I had to include a Spanish song. And this is like Willy Colón and Hector Lavo. They are like the OG salsa singers from back home. So I think that was a good representation of Puerto Rico. What? um, So did you, were you born in Puerto Rico? I was born in Boston. Okay. Um, My parents, my parents met, and they, my dad was a lawyer in Massachusetts, so mm-hmm. we, me and my sisters were born in Boston. Uh, my parents are both Puerto Rican. And then when I was like seven, they're like, okay, we're going back home. Like, I'm, it's ready to, like, they wanted to raise their kids there. Yeah. And, you know, they grew up there. And um, so we went back. So most, I mean, most of my life was in Puerto Rico, all of my elementary school and high school and stuff. Yeah. So very cool. It's like, well, yeah, it's, I grew up speaking Spanish and yeah. Tropical Island and all of the... Yeah, paradise. All the good stuff. <laughs> Year-round yeah. paradise. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. What, so what year is... You say it's like kind of a, a big this figurehead in that. So what year is he... to be... I would say... So this is... So we... we just like a weird history. Um, not a weird history, but like a little bit of history of it. Um, Willy Colón <laughs> and Hector Lavo and... Ismael Rivera, they're all um, either New Yorkans or Puerto Ricans mm-hmm. that, and they kind of create were part of this um, Fania All Stars. And do you know who Celia Cruz is? Mm-hmm. So she is, I believe, I'm gonna mess this up, but I'm pretty sure she's Cuban. Um, and it was her and like all of these other salsa singers, and they were part of this movement that just brought like. So, uh, Puerto Rico is 
was born out of this thing called Bomba and Plena, and mm-hmm. it's like the Congos and the it's called a Guido, and a lot of um, Caribbean and African sounds to yeah, it, and yeah. it's kind of. I was gonna a, say there's a lot of like Felicuti. Yes, exactly. Like callback vocals. And exactly. Stuff, yeah. So it it, ha- it evolved from you know my like Puerto Rico is was colonized by Spain. And now I'm like getting into no, full just, blown history. Actually, lesson. I was hoping you would. Um, I was not, I <laughs> so Puerto Rico was colonized by Spain mm-hmm. and they brought slaves, but there mm-hmm. was obviously indigenous people mm-hmm. there already. So the Taino is our Native American. Okay. The obviously the African was the slave and then the yeah. Spaniard is the, the white man. Right. Right. So there was so much just like colonization and colonization from the Spanish from the Spanish. But it was the mix of the Indian and the African and the Spanish that like created yeah. this. I mean, we're, that, we're mutts, you could totally, you know hear, what I mean? You could totally hear that when you're describing Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so like Bomba and Plena were really old school, like African kind of like song, um, different like genres. Uh-huh. And you could hear always that kind of rhythm and, and instruments in all of salsa and all of merengue and bossa nova even mm-hmm. and all of these even like obviously like reggae and spanish as well um all of those influences come out and so i think fania started in like the 1960s mm-hmm. um hector lavo and willy colon they all had their independent careers but they worked together all the time yeah i'm pretty sure this song was like 1970 something okay. maybe 1968 between 1968 and like 1972, yeah. I would say. Very cool. My dad might be really upset that I don't remember <laughs> which one it is, but, um, but you know, back home, you this is what you grow up on. Like this is yeah. what my parents grew up on. <clears throat> this is what my grandparents grew up on. Like it has, and it definitely never gets old. Like it's like classics, and they just keep bringing yeah. in, and they keep coming it's up. It's oldies and, for Puerto Rico. Exactly, it's oldies for Puerto Rico, and it's like oldies but they don't go out of style oldies right right? like you have your good oldies in the states and obviously ones that don't go out of style too but this is just like it's so pure to our culture Mm -hmm. and to who we are and just like in our blood that even the oldest salsa song will always transcend oh my god and if you don't know how to dance salsa i will teach you yeah i'd love to learn eight steps it's really hard just eight okay well, it's eight, like basic, but then you have twirls and then you go faster yeah, yeah, and slower right, yeah. and you go side <laughs> to side and you can go upside down, I think sometimes. Yeah. Um, but awesome. yeah, so like, I think the most important takeaway for me for this song is that it's one of those, I could have chosen any Hector level song and I would have loved it, but mm-hmm. this one, they have, it has this part in at by the end where he goes and he kind of says this like poem and Mm -hmm. rhymes back and forth and obviously it's super hard to translate i can't like even remember what he's saying but it's so much prettier like the words he uses in spanish are so much more eloquent i think like it's more of a poem than Mm -hmm. when you hear like an english song right right that sounds bad to the english songs but it's like Sometimes it's so hard to to write good lyrics in English to make them sound like just beautiful and eloquent unless you like use a lot of imagery and um, 
you know, uh, synonyms and stuff like that. Well, in Spanish, there's just certain words that are just so perfectly describe something that it's like, oh my God, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. And you get it. And like, he just made it just so perfect and just implemented all these little things that were so part of our culture back then and called out cities and countries. And so that's why this is always like my favorite one. That's really cool. I, I think I'm, I'm going to have to go to the record store and hunt down some of these. These are good. So you have to do like Fania, All Stars, and you can even like, there's a bunch of documentaries on them. Even, even the Mark Anthony, I think Mark Anthony did like a biopic on uh-huh. Hector oh, Lavoe. Yeah. He, it's a, and he is. A, I, I read his story and like, yeah, wow. <laughs> it's intense. Yeah. He went through like yeah. so much. <laughs> so he's definitely something to like keep on reading and investigating right. and like yeah. even his like I said like his his Mark Anthony biopic is awesome it's and really it, good okay. I'll have to check that out it's, it's Mark Anthony yeah yeah but, I mean, but it's does, a good representation does justice to yeah and he does justice to the to the yeah. to the voice too he does a great oh, job yeah. actually like singing his songs and stuff yeah very cool I'll have to check that out yeah yeah I, I won't it, I really enjoy that and I hadn't pieced together that I mean it makes perfect sense that like blend of the African sounds mm-hmm. and um, the Spanish sounds and the native Puerto Rican sounds. I think that's and it's cool. there's so much history and it's fascinating too. It's like there's so much history there that when you start dissecting, you're like, oh wow, that makes total sense. Yeah, that's cool. When was when did Puerto Rico become Puerto Rico? Um, so Puerto Rico was actually San Juan when it was first colonized by the by the Spanish. Yeah. Um, by Cristobal. Crist- for Columbus, right? Yeah. Like he came in like 1492, I think, to, to Puerto Rico in November. And he called it San Juan at first, which San Juan now is our capital. Gotcha. And it was the city of Puerto Rico because it was the port city. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, it turned into Puerto Rico. And then in 1898, this the U.S. didn't take it, but took it. <laughs> from the Spanish yeah. and or like helped us get away from the Spanish but then we uh, or, and by we I mean the United States acquired it as a colony gotcha. or as a commonwealth now right. um, so from 1989 till now it's been the way it is technically gotcha. um, but like when this music kind of also came out was like in the 1950s and 60s when mm-hmm. The stuff like the island life was really, really bad, and a lot of people were migrating to um, New York and Chicago mm. and Florida. And you know, you can you, you hear it, they call them they're New Yorkers. They grew up in the Bronx and in Harlem, and they mm. like, but their like struggles and their life all comes up in their music, and they still have the the like the African like like the congos and yeah. the guitars and you hear the like the synths in the back and like the thaka, 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 thaka. Yeah. and like you just hear the, the steps and the clapping and they like kept it alive and well right but that was like a huge part of that like that's where it was born is like in the 1950s and 1960s okay. so puerto rico itself 19 1898 1898 yeah or 1899 and then like this big kind of salsa music scene was like at least started getting way bigger in like the 1950s and 60s that's really cool yeah i'm definitely gonna ask you to type me up a list of i will for sure and they're <laughs> freaking awesome there's so yeah. much stuff you won't understand a single word but like yeah, it's, it's totally like worth <laughs> worth exploring that's really cool um 
Well, that was that was really good. I really enjoyed awesome. sharing Thanks. all that. Um, uh, Thanks were, for having me. Yeah, you were a great guest, and I, I love learning more about the cultural music side of it that I didn't know anything about. There's so much more to explore if you ever want to dive deeper into the Latin American yeah. <laughs> scene. Which well, if you send me that list, then I I'll will post it so for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anyone else wants to learn more, then they can get into totally. it. Totally. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. Absolutely. Appreciate Thanks for having me. All right, until next time.